you're at a place you just discovered. And being an American Express Platinum card member with Global Dining Access by Resi helped you score tickets to quite the dining experience. Okay, chef. You're looking at something you've never seen before, much less tasted. After your first bite, you say nothing because you're speechless. That's the powerful backing of American Express. See how to elevate your dining experiences at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Terms apply. For those who embrace the impossible, the Defender 110 is up for the adventure. This iconic vehicle has been redefined with thoroughly modern design. Featuring a reimagined exterior with compelling proportions and precise detailing, and an interior built with robust materials and integrity, the Defender 110 lets you go further and do more. Its durability has been tested to the extreme, while the cargo capacity means more room for your gear. Ready for a wide range of adventures, the Defender family features the two-door Defender 90, the Defender 110, and the Defender 130, which seats up to eight. Learn more at LandRoverUSA.com forward slash Defender. Welcome to the ID10T podcast number 975. Um, let's talk about ID10T.com, which any day now is going to be all new, redesigned. And there's going to be a lot of fun merch stuff there. Hopefully soon some ID10T t-shirts to, uh, to look at and wear and support the podcast. And maybe some other fun things, wardrobe things, toys maybe. Um, so keep checking it out until it, uh, till it goes up. Hey, there's stuff there now, but then there'll be more stuff there soon. Um, it's the holidays. All right, you're well aware of that. Um, if you want to share your event or thing, just email events at ID10T.com. Like Bill! Bill! Who writes, I'm writing in to share a thing my wife, Gen Z, made. After two years of designing and prototyping her perfect paper planner, she launched the Oko Planner for 2019. She produced a small run for 2019, and it's a thing of beauty for people who plan or journal on paper, not just digitally. Uh, I'm pretty sure there's a few people in the ID10T communities that still enjoy putting pen to paper. I am one of them. Uh, and this is for them. People can find it at ointmentco.com. So ointmentco.com. Also, Teddy writes, My youth organization, International Youth Fellowship, is hosting a Christmas cantata performed by the Gracias Choir. The Gracias Choir is a world-class volunteer choir who performs in 60 countries worldwide and 25 cities in North America each year. The cantata will be held on December 28th at the Verizon Theater, Grand Prairie, Texas, at 7 p.m. It is a completely free concert, and anyone can request their free tickets by emailing dallas at iyfusa.org. We hope to see you there. All right, again, events at ID10T.com. This episode is Elizabeth Reeser, who is great. Oh, my God. You know, my wife, Lydia, and I, and I uh, gush about this quite a bit, but we she's in The Haunting of Hill House, which is on Netflix, which is fantastic. Um, we watched it, loved it. Uh, and then uh, Elizabeth came on the podcast. Uh, you've also seen her in Twilight. Uh, she's in a million things, and she's... So friggin' funny, and we had a great time. We talk a lot about some some TM, some little bit of transcendental meditation, which is uh, which is good for your brain. And uh, I really, really, really enjoyed this conversation. So um, I am going to shut up now and start the ID10T podcast number nine seventy five with Elizabeth Reeser. Initiating ID10T protocol.
please have I some water. Oh, thank you very much. Sure. Very kind of you. You're welcome. I see you chose uh, Lando. I d did I? You got Lando Calrissian. <laughs> He's a good one. <laughs> I'm already fucking up here. <laughs> <Shit>. <laughs> You're fine. It's okay. fine. Okay. Here, I'll leave this here just okay. in case you want some more. Thank, Thank you. you. Thank you. It's nice to meet you. Um, it's nice to meet you, too. My wife and I loved Hill House. Oh, my gosh. It. Good. It thanks. so good. Gosh, thanks. I mean, it was, uh, you know, listen, ghost stories are hard to tell. And the thing that we loved about it was that it wasn't, it kind of wasn't just a ghost story. It was almost incidental to this really dense, fucked up family drama. Yeah. That actually, your show did something that most shows don't do, which is that it had a definite ending. And we were worried that it was just going to be open-ended. And we were like, so many questions. And it like, it satisfied, it's a satisfying arc. It's so funny. I want you to explain it to me because I, <laughs> I'm like, what is the ending? Um, no, I mean, I, I I haven't seen. Obviously, I read it and I was in it, so yeah. I, I I get it. Uh, but I'm so interested in hearing other people's like other people's take on the ending and how. It do you not feels. watch your stuff? I I sometimes I do, sometimes I don't. Sometimes I wait a little while. Yeah. I mean, this was so intense, as you can imagine. Um, and I just don't have perspective on it yet. Gotcha. When did you shoot that? Uh, we finished it. It seems like I should be over it. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> what a freak. We need to get you some PTSD. Yeah. Uh, well, I mean, therapy. a little bit. It's like we, we, we finished it in May and we're all sort of like, it was so intense. Oh, my God. The turnaround that was insane. Yeah. Well, he was editing it while we were shooting it. Gotcha. You know, he's he does it all. I would – listen – if if you're able to separate from it and just watch as a viewer, mm -hmm. it's stunning. I mean, it's really beautiful to like the uh, the composition and there's there's one shot that I think maybe like 15 minutes long. Yeah, that was cool. That I know. I mean, I I didn't watch that. And he tried to actually get us to. Some people watched it on the day, and I just thought, no, I'll be ruined forever if I <laughs> if I see this. But we had one take. I think it was like twenty four minutes. It was that long. Yeah. Yeah. And we were we were watching, and my wife picked up on it pretty quickly before I did. She goes, I don't think there's any cuts yet, and we kept watching, and we kept watching. Yeah. And then I think. I think Timothy Hutton's character like walks yeah. in onto another set and it's still the same shot yeah. and follows him back. I mean, the orchestration was incredible. Yeah, that was insane. I mean, that was, you know, that was like doing a play and, and, but without the right amount of rehearsal time. It stressed me out in the sense that as it got most of the way into it, I was like, oh my God, if anyone fucks if up like one thing. And, and, and that happened. And I'm not going to name names, but <laughs> there was one take that someone at the very end, you know, but it was fine. It wasn't meant to be the take. And luckily we, we got to do it again. And it was so much better than that take. And, but I'm just thank God that it wasn't me. <laughs> as long as as long as you can sleep at night going, I didn't do it. Yeah, I wasn't the I'm one. I'm fine with anyone else fucking up. I just can't have it be me. And I, that's why I sort of started rehearsing. As soon as I got that script, I on my own, I just started rehearsing it, praying that they wouldn't rewrite it too much because I knew that I had to. I had to have it like in in such a deep way before I could do it. Yeah. It, and are, did you take a break after that, or did you immediately jump on to something else? 
Oh yeah. Oh, you mean after I shot yeah. that show? Yeah. I, I had a little break and then I went and did Easy, this uh-huh. other Netflix show that is totally different. Um, it's all improvised and about relationships, but um, so I had a little bit of a break and then I went and just went and did a movie. But now I'm 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 gonna have a real break. Yeah. Well, it's holidays now, so you should <laughs> yeah. you should power down a little bit. Yeah, I'm gonna power it down after the emotional. Do you do you kind of? It sounds like maybe a little bit like you probably need to decompress a little bit after some of these some of these shows. Yeah, I think more than I realize. Like that's the uh, over time. You start to go, oh, yeah, I, I temporarily lost my mind. You know, I was pretending <laughs> to be someone else for nine months. That's what I love about doing a TV show, but it's also really weird. Yeah. You know, you, you start talking like a person, acting like a person for a long time. You you, you become that person. And um, so I think it would be nice to, to, to power it down for that reason. Well, because your brain knows that it's fake, but your body doesn't know that it's That's the entirely big thing. fake. Your body doesn't know it's fake at all. I remember Sigourney, hearing Sigourney Weaver say, like, if you just want to, if you just relax your body physically, it's really kind of all you need to do because it, it's, it's, it doesn't know what's coming. Right. Oh my God. That's great <laughs> advice. I mean, that's kind of like, that's really good advice. Yeah. I think she said it on, you know, actor studio or something, but it always stuck with me. And, and, and that's kind of been like for me as an actor over the years, just getting more and more, more relaxed. So I sort of feel my most relaxed when I'm on set doing yeah. it. Have you been to, I am, you must've been to comic cons, right? Because of yes. Twilight, you must've been. <laughs> yeah. And, but it sounds like that. When you saw, when I was like, "Oh, that's Lana Carissa," and you go, oh, "I wish I knew this shit." Uh, is that is that's a pretty foreign part of your part of your life? Yeah, I, I again, I'm like, I've been so lucky to be a part of this world and the the, the Twilight thing, and um, and now this, and I just don't, I don't know, I don't know anything about it. Who is this guy? <laughs> <laughs> He's the equivalent of a space pirate. <laughs> And who is this actor? That Billy D. Williams. Me. Yes. Okay. And he, I know he, who that he is. essentially double crosses the main characters, but you forgive him because it's not, it was sort of at the hands of the empire and he wasn't, you know, like he's an old friend of Han Solo's. Okay. And, well, see, I have nephews and they love this. Yeah. So I, I got to revisit it. And this is Princess Leia. That's Princess Leia. Okay. And that yeah. is Harrison Ford. That's Harrison Ford <laughs> down there. Yeah. And okay. then that's just some stormtrooper. He's disposable. Okay. The stormtroopers yeah. are that's like a Halloween Kleenex. costume. Yeah. That's right a there. Halloween <laughs> costume right there. You know, the, 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 the only thing that I have to say about Twilight is why was she into this guy who never was happy not one time he brooded the entire time they finally got together they get married and he's and it's like you're fucking still not happy like it's just like every bad relationship you've so, ever had it was so dumb, right? literally a toxic it, relationship it was toxic physically I, I, and emotionally i think it's when you're young and you think dudes like that are hot <laughs> you know just like personality free uh Ernest, I don't know. I, I mean, he was, I think he, that is very sexy when you're young. It seems like he's got a lot going on. Right. You know, he's, and he's, he's upset, you know, and that's Constantly. just so hot. Um, <laughs> and then you get older and you're like, I run, I will run. Absolutely. You I know? feel like that, sure, her character, Bella, her character would have gotten, like in 20 years, her character would have been like, oh my God, I went out with this douchebag. Like, <laughs> oh, I can't I believe, what Thank was I God thinking? I didn't marry him. Though. Yeah, I mean, I did, but then it was, and then we had a kid, but she's, yeah, she's immediately was a grown vampire. up. vampire. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so it's all fine. She'll have the rest of eternity to just contemplate that one, like, God, Big what was mistake. I? What was 
<laughs> what was I thinking? <laughs> I mean, I guess he loves her, and that's also the appeal. I think when you're a young girl, the idea of someone just, I mean, or any age, just loving you, you know, like the drama of him loving her, and she's supposed to be, it's so weird because it's Kristen Stewart who's one of the most beautiful people on the planet. Right. But we're supposed to think that she's like, why would he love me? You know? <laughs> I'm just Kristen Stewart, the hottest bitch in town. And like, girl, what? What? <laughs> just none of it computes, but we're, we go with it. Um, she's just an everyman. It seems know? like it seems like almost like an allegory for what it's like to when you're young and you date a dude in a shitty band. Like it's sort of, sort of it sort of exactly, feels like that. But he's in a band. But he's in a band, <laughs> and the stuff he's writing is just so fucking real. You just can't even. You just don't even want to know the storms that are right. brewing. In this, in the soul, you know, and then after a while, I was like, "Oh my god!" Yeah, yeah. Well, and then once you get in there and you you get to know it, you're like, "This is boring. <laughs> There's nothing here." <laughs> Maybe I need to be with people that uh, uplift, yeah, and support me rather than drag me down. Right. Yeah. Maybe. I guess he did drag her down. He did he? try to. He did drag. I mean, you know, whatever. She gets to become a vampire. She yeah. gets to be all sparkly. So that part's fun. But you yeah. know, other than I mean, well, I guess technically. I mean, if we're being if we're being sort of literal about it, he gave her a bunch of emotional trauma and technically an STD. I mean, vampirism is essentially an STD. So he gave her like yeah. eternal herpes, yeah. sort of in a way. I mean, it's like and there's upsides and she has to it. To be with him forever. <laughs> oh, is that part of the deal? Doesn't she? I don't know. I mean, can she go be with someone else in a hundred years? I don't know. And Does he make her a vampire? I can't remember right now. Someone makes her a vampire because she's yeah. having... A, she's have, I think their baby is trying to chew its way out of her. And I think they have to make her one to save her life. And then I think when she's a little oh, girl, the werewolf like locks in on her. And he's... And I, if I'm reading oh, it from... Oh, he... Who was originally in love with her mother. Yeah, and then he's like... Kristen Stewart. He's like, forget it. Yeah, hey. I'm the younger, I see. Version. I see where this is... I see where this is trending. <laughs> this and, was, that was so ill. I remember <laughs> that at the time thinking like, this is a child, the young girl who's playing Renezme, yeah. which is a combination of my name and yes. know, Bella's mother's name, yes. Esme, and not me, Elizabeth, but Esme, which I thought, okay, we're doing Renezme. Sure. And <laughs> it's actually beautiful, but um, she... He imprints on her or something like they. Yeah, he decides then, he's going to go out with her. Yeah, because I think she'll be an adult in like a week or something. <laughs> yeah. Like whatever the sort but of weird vampire timelines. Yeah, <laughs> I remember thinking, oh, this is sick. <laughs> if you, I honestly feel like if you put that in a movie now, people would be like. No. no. <laughs> I know I know it's a book. I know it was in the book. Yeah. I guess it was in the book. I, I think it's I'm different assuming. when you don't see it. Yeah. Maybe. Yep. <laughs> when you're just reading about it. When you're just fantas- like imagining it. Um I remember seeing it and being like, oh, Ooh. So everyone's just okay with this? I remember having that thought on set. I think that's why I can't remember anything that happened, because my brain just shut down. <laughs> the next series is uh, Jacob's characters in court. <laughs> right. Right. But she's like 100 years old by yeah. then, right? Yeah, she's yeah, already, probably. it's over. <laughs> yeah, what happens to her? Does she age? keep aging? She's aging rapidly, right? I don't know. Does she just like, be- I didn't read the series and I didn't wa- I didn't see the last movie, so I mm-hmm. assume, I, yeah. I, don't, I don't know what happens. I don't I, I don't know what happens. Maybe <laughs> she gets to a certain point and it's like just doesn't age anymore. Yeah, let's hope, right? But that's sort of confusing <laughs> because in other vampire tales, kids are just kids permanently. 
but she was right. born of it. I have no idea what the rules are. Yeah. I think the rules are like you stop growing once you're hot. What? <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? You just get to hot and yeah. then that, then your body's like, yeah. we're, <laughs> we're, we're done. Yeah. yeah, this is done. We don't need to do yeah, anything more with it. forever. <laughs> <laughs> I've often, you know, I've had this conversation before about the idea that you know, an expiration date on our lives is good because it makes us appreciate things. It mm-hmm. like makes things precious. If you had eternity, nothing would mean any, anything. Yeah. Like yeah. it's sa- no stakes. No stakes at all. Like it's in, in one sense, it sounds like oh, it'd be fun to. In the other sense, like yeah, but then nothing would mean anything because it's like well, you have endless. You know, you're just time. You're a time billionaire, so it doesn't like yeah. none of it really means. anything. I still would like it. You do you think so? Yeah. <laughs> is there a certain like, would you want to be well, – like, at what age would you want to freeze if you had the choice? I think now. Like, right now? <laughs> right now. You just want to freeze, like, right now? Yeah. I mean, I'm still – I've still got a little bit of sex appeal, but I, I've, I've evolved. Mm. I'm an adult. Right, right. <laughs> you know, I could still probably find people to date me, but <laughs> but I'm not young and stupid. Right, right, you know? right, right. right. <laughs> you're, you've gotten the Edwards out of your system. Right. Like, you're just ready for the nice right, guy. Ready for the nice guy, yeah. Yeah, the, the nice guy's like, hey, don't worry about what I'm thinking how do you feel <laughs> I mean at one time did yeah, Edward right. ever say that never. but how do you feel never but no no one ever says that let's talk about your feelings <laughs> my feelings are irrelevant yeah. I'll just I'll wrap around whatever it is that you need how are you <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> I'm that there's nothing more seductive than that by the way how are, if you ever just want to like get down someone's pants yeah. just say how are you I mean listen we could fool around or we could just talk about your day yeah. like what is it like yeah. what do you how, how, are, how, how are, are you how are you is the new first base <laughs> it really is yeah. i mean especially if you're a woman i mean a man is like probably used to being asked that i don't know um or just, used so, to just, being listened to yeah just don't think about about trying to get into someone's pants think about getting into their brain's pants right yeah well that's that i mean look if you can do that you're you can get go anywhere yeah exactly from there, i think exactly yeah i guess it just works when you're young because you think you think the drama is passion or you think it's like it's got substance because it's so intense. Yeah. But ever, I think everyone just has to go through that. Yeah, I think you have to go through that. It also just depends on how broken you are. You know, if you have really good parents, maybe you don't need that. I don't know. Right. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I feel like everyone, even if they have good parents, still has to like make their dumb mistakes and you know like it's just how you suss the world out. Yeah. You know? Yeah, trial and error. Did you went to Juilliard? Yeah. Now, when were there, were there a lot of like complicated performer types at Juilliard? <laughs> yeah. Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah. I mean, you just get in the elevator, and it was like, oh god. <laughs> oh please. Oh god, please let me off soon. Um, <laughs> no, because you had dance, drama, and music all three together. Right. Uh, which I mean, there was no better. You know, I mean, I I cried every day there. It was horrible and wonderful and, you know, torturous and great. How do they, how how do they, like, is it a traditional grading system at Juilliard or is it like a pass-fail kind of thing or do you... I think it's either you survive or you don't, you know? (laughs) Gotcha. It's like you either get kicked out or at least in the drama division, which does happen, but they'll, they'll, they'll talk to you. They basically sit you down at the end of each term and they tell you how terrible you are. <laughs> and I mean, this is when I was there. I've heard now it's more like, 
lovey-dovey. Gotcha. But when I was there, it was it was that was the kind of the model for it. For gotcha, gotcha. And are and and they're so they are talking about your performance level and not so much your like. Do they factor in like, well, this person's really committed. Other people are kind of phoning it in. Well, that's no. They, that sort of enraged me because I was trying to be a good student, you know, and I was from Michigan and just a, just felt so lucky to be there. So I was always on time and, um, you know, had a good attitude. <laughs> None of that counted for anything. You know, there would be these people that would show up late, unprepared, and you know, like any thing and and be brilliant and 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 it didn't matter you know but that is a good model i mean it's a good uh, you know that is a big part of how this business works did any of those people go on to work or did the late or did the kind of like show up late people are they the people that you go like yeah they were really brilliant whatever happened to that person yeah that's incredible. That's, yeah. that, that's actually kind of nice to hear because and not that someone didn't succeed per se, but just that that, that like preparation and showing up does count. Well, I mean, for I never something. thought about it. You're making me feel good because I because <laughs> <laughs> those people were so much more talented, I think, than any of the rest of us. I mean, those people right. that were, you know, just 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 things I will never forget. But then there there were those people that would just grind it. And I know, like, especially having been doing this for as long as I have now, you know, that that perseverant you know and just just hard work and that that does count for something and you get better you know the the more you get to do it yeah it sounds it almost sounds like the same thing we were saying with if you had eternity <clears throat> then you wouldn't appreciate anything and if you have an abundance of of like raw talent early on then yeah. you, you don't you might not be conditioned to push or grow or try because you just don't know because everyone yeah just I like, think those so people good. take it for granted I mean when you're when you just yeah they I, I definitely there are those people that are too talented they don't have to like they don't know how to either focus it or they're too talented at too many things yeah and they can't decide or it's just too easy and then it doesn't you don't want it as bad as someone like me who's just been grinding it and and trying to do this basically since I was two you know it's all yeah. I ever wanted to do so, so it sounds like it's good to to kind of suck when you're young but have the drive and have enough talent that you can sort of like develop it yeah. and evolve it so that, that you then have to to work a bit harder. I think that's the great you know recipe if it if in fact you can get a break, you know, it's that there's that too because it's so much of it is luck, but I do think being a having to get better. Like I've failed so much and I've had times where I didn't work for so long and it really, I really had to get real with myself and say what, and just figure out, like, just get better at it. And, and it forced me to grow as a person, which I think makes you a better actor. And, um, it's like, I had to learn how to see what was there, like where I really was and, and, and just deal with it. And, and you just get so fucking strong when you fail in this business i yeah. think yeah it's like you either don't survive it this work or you get so strong yeah i mean well uh, yes because one of the <clears throat> one of our sort of core human directives is do not be rejected ever and the business is basically just a steeplechase of rejection <laughs> And rejection for all types of reasons, things you can control, things you can't control, things that make you question whether or not you are worth anything, things that make you feel ugly, things that make you feel untalented, like so many. So yeah. if you, it's almost like if you can get through this steeplechase, there is a reward at the end, but you just got to fucking stay in the race. Yeah, you got to stay in the race. And it's like, and it's, you know, it's the women that I know 
that have that have stuck around because I've been seeing these the same gals at auditions for however many twenty years now, and you know it's like the ones that you still see. It's like there is such an acknowledgement between us of like. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And it's cool. I mean, that is something I, I really, I've found to be, I mean, you have to wrestle with uh, mortality at a much earlier age. Mm-hmm. I think, you know, I think, uh, if you're in an, any other line of work, you know, you get better at it, you get promoted, you keep doing it. Hopefully you get better, you get better. And then, you know, you're 70, you're like, all right, I'm done. But you know, here you can be done at a much younger age right? and you have to kind of mourn certain parts of yourself that you wouldn't have to mourn if you were a lawyer. Right. You could still think, wow, I'm still, you know, you wouldn't have to think like I'm old now. Right. You don't have to be confronted with that. So I think that's also a really interesting part of it. And also just trying to figure out how to be content wherever you are. So, you know, if you're young, you play younger parts and then at a certain point you might play parent parts yeah and then at a certain point you might play grandparent and you know just like being comfortable at each step of the way going okay well this is where i'm at now and that's fine and i did that other thing and now i'm doing this thing yeah it forces you to look at it and and also to see yourself and to see you know to see what is there i remember my sister one time was talking to me about this and just just having to look at your face in that way where you you're sort of objectifying yourself um, is a really weird thing, but it, it does force you to see what is there. And um, that I think that can apply to, to every aspect of your life if you're willing to look. Yeah. And then through, so through those time periods, I, I, always feel, I always feel bad for people who are hardcore actors because at least as a stand-up, you can just go, I can just go do comedy whenever I really feel like I need to do my thing. Yeah. But what are you supposed to do? Like put up a scene? <laughs> so, like, hey, come over and let's run scenes. Like what are you supposed to do when, you, when you're aching to do the thing that you want to do? Yeah, I mean, you just like torture your boyfriend. You know what I mean? <laughs> you go insane. <laughs> I mean, you just go crazy. No, I mean, you have to meditate. You have to do shit. You've got to be like really serious about your inner life and uh and yeah are you meditate do you meditate i do me too you do i do, do tm i or? do do, do, do yeah. tm <laughs> and it's interesting that the more i've talked to so many people lately that are where it just sort of like comes out like oh i've been meditating. are you doing tm yeah i am and it isn't something that i heard a lot about before like a year ago mm-hmm. and now I feel like more and more people are acknowledging it because as the world seems seemingly more and more uncontrollable um, with just, you know, with life and everything that's whatever's going on, it's the one thing where you're like, well, I can't do anything about all that. So I guess I just have to figure out how to not get sucked into that and yeah. just quiet my brain a yeah. little bit. I mean, it's it's the only – it's the most profound subtly profound thing. I don't know if if you feel this way, but like, it's just over time, I've noticed like so many changes in my life that I, I couldn't have muscled my way through that were only possible. I think through, through meditating. And when I don't meditate, it's really noticeable. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's very cumulative. Mm -hmm. And even though there are times where I feel like you don't necessarily wake up and go, I'm a more whole person. You notice when you get into situations that you normally would be reactive 
and you can feel separation, but like you feel oh. like you have space yes. in your soul to not just go, what the fuck is going on? You know, and just where <laughs> well, you that's just exactly go, it, the space. Yeah. You've created a little bit of space. Yeah. The, I, I was in New York a couple weeks ago and, and podcasted this guy named Bob Roth who wrote the book, like one of the definitive books on TM and he runs the oh. David Lynch Foundation. Oh. And he was saying that um, he phrased it in such a great way, but he, at the end of the podcast we wrapped and he goes, so oh, do you want to do a meditation? I was like, fuck yeah. Wow. And so he sort of like gave me some instruction. He said, you know, it's don't ever expect like, you know, you imagine your, your entire being is sort of like, it's just this body of water. It's, it's choppy up here, but it's very still below. Mm. And he said, sometimes you're going to have sessions where it's very superficial and you don't feel like you did anything. And other times you're just, you go out. Yeah. But just knowing that it never has to be any one thing, that it's just about the process of doing it. Yeah. Took off so much pressure of like, you gotta feel something. Well, that's so funny because I think at some point I realized that I was able to, um, for me, it, it actually has nothing to do with the quality of, of the actual Tate, as I like to call it. Uh-huh. Um, that it doesn't matter if it's phenomenal or go, I'm going crazy because there's noise or there's something aggravating me. That if I just do it, if I even just shut it, sometimes I even lay down and do it, which I know you're not supposed to, but I'm just so tired that I have to. And it just, it's, it's profound. I know that word is corny, but it just, is and I, I I try to I don't try to convince people to do it, but I will say like there are a lot of really superficial like good superficial reasons to do it. I think too, it just makes you better at everything. Right. I mean, literally everything. Well, yeah, because you have to imagine that if you, you know, if you, you know, your brain is like the, I don't know, sort of like just the the house of your, you know, it's like your mental house. If it's cluttered, yeah, you're not you're, you're not going to be able to move. If you're hoarding all this negativity and all this shit, you're not going to be able to move. Yeah, and it just sort of like scoops scoops that out. It's the crap out. I mean, I also lost weight after doing it, which is so like that's that's what I always tell people because I think that is actually more. Um, have a better selling point than <laughs> mental health. Just get people in the door. That's all you got to do. Just get people in the door. I mean, because you will, I think you will lose. I mean, like if you, if, because it just makes you mindful of your eating and not in a way where you have to be on a diet. So funny. That's so funny because it's like, that's a big ticket item that, you know, if you sat down with someone and go, look, it's going to create a lot of space in your brain. No like, I don't fucking care. Yeah. Uh, well, you, you might lose like, you know, five, five or 10, ten pounds. Really? I better try that. You know, it's yeah. like, you know, get them in with vanity and then they'll, you know, then once they start doing it, they'll get all of the other stuff. All the that, other benefits. That, that comes along with it. Yeah. How long have you been doing it? Um, I think since around 2012. Oh, that's fantastic. Do you, yeah. do you do it twice a day or once a day? I mean, when I'm really fucked up, I do it twice a day. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, and I should just regularly, but I, it's usually once a day. Yeah. Yeah. A morning, like right after you? I do it at the end of the day. Oh, you do? Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah, I get my day on, and um, but and then at the end of the day, I do it, and it just makes me such a nicer person in the <laughs> evening, you know? <laughs> it just makes me, like, present and happy. So, That's nice. Yeah. Is there a specific room? Like, do you have a ritual for it? I wish I had the luxury of that, but I think because I travel so much where I'm on set, like, I'll do it anywhere. I'll go sit in a closet or a corner or my trailer or you know i i've even found that i can do it in really loud places now because it's just the practice it's the the actual exercise of doing it yeah it if matter. you can if you can figure out how to do it in a loud place the the the, the implications of that for the rest of your life 
Basically, if you can quiet yourself in, in when you're surrounded by noise, I mean that that has so many applications. All right. Well, that's the whole metaphor, right? I mean, <laughs> right. that's like that's the whole point is is being able to take that practice into life where it's just loud and chaotic. Yeah. Um, and so you're from Michigan, which yeah. is maybe the coldest place in the country, possibly. It's so awful. I mean, it's. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I love it, but I don't want to be back there right. when it's cold. Yeah, like right, you go there in the summer, and you know, like that that chunk of the country between you know Michigan and Minnesota and Wisconsin, you go there, like well, this is fucking great. I mean, it's like yeah. it's really pretty here, and people actually go see theater, and there's like a, there's like a lot of art culture up there. It's like, why doesn't everyone live here? And then you realize for like eight months of the year, it's. If you're not used to it, it's almost uninhabitable for, for... I don't know why people do it <laughs> when you could do this. <laughs> I mean, some people like the gold. I know. Some people like it. It's also just... there's a It's a very different mindset and lifestyle that if that's, if that's how you are, then I understand coming here would be weird and crazy. Right. Like, we would be bizarro to people in Michigan. Absolutely. You know? I know. I, I mean, I, I, I sound like a fucking weirdo when I say this, but my mood is is very affected by the weather Mm -hmm. and if there's a lot of days of gray or a lot of days of snow or a lot of days of rain in a row i get bummed out like i just i just like i like to see the sky it just make when i wake up and there's it's not gonna rain i feel good i feel better yeah you wouldn't be able to hack it in (laughs) in michigan you would lose your mind it gets really dark after a while yeah and so you don't envision a time where you're like well I've done everything I want to do. I'm going to move back to Michigan and open an ice farm. Because <laughs> I don't know what else to <laughs> no, do. No, <laughs> no, definitely not. I would. I see that as being somewhere warm or like Italy if I was going to do that. Oh, Italy. I, man, have you been a lot? Yeah. Do you speak Italian? No, I want to learn it though. I've been studying it on Duolingo. Really? And it's great. Yeah. Cool. And it's it's just like it's a great app. And uh, it's really simple and you can do it, you know, like if you're sitting in a trailer or whatever, you can do it like yeah. five or ten minutes a day. And it you do like it it sticks. Oh, gosh. After I, a while. I, I'm going to do that. That sounds great. Yeah, because it's really, you know, it's like it's kind of funny. You, you forget sometimes because you just so feel so led around by life. You forget like, oh, sometimes like I could just learn something new or invent a thing or pick up a skill. Yeah. So it's really good for your brain, I think, to do that. That's what I hear. I mean, who cares? <laughs> oh, God. Who fucking cares Why am anymore? I saying this shit? Because. I'm like hearing these things come out of my mouth like so earnest. Yeah, but. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. Great for your brain. <laughs> no, it's just really, it just like feeds your, just feeds God. your being. This is why people hate actors. You know? No, not at all. I, I asked you, listen, you didn't come in and say, let me tell you about. Let me talk about my meditation No. Practice. It's good. It's good. I think it's good. I think it's, I think it's humanizing because I think people, you know, everyone's just trying to figure shit out and, and you're not, you're not saying like, this is the right answer for everyone. You're just saying what works for you and people who relate to that, you know, like, you know, if it gets one person to go, I'm going to try meditation and it changes the course of their life for the better. It's totally, it's totally worth it. So I agree. Just so you know, sitting across the table from you, I have had zero eye roll moments from you. (laughs) It's all been very positive. It's all my internal eye roll. Yeah. It's all the internal. Yeah. (laughs) It's just you being hard on yourself. Yeah. No, you know how that is. Yeah. yeah. (laughs) 
I mean, I'm familiar with I the drill. I mean, if we both meditate, there's a good chance <laughs> we're broken. <laughs> there's a reason for that. Yeah, but I think that's good. I you do know? too. I look. I don't want to be friends with anyone who's not like somewhat sad and broken. Of course. I mean, those are the only. Uh, otherwise, you're not funny. You know what I mean? Like, I can't. People that have never had anything. You know, I don't want bad things to happen to people, but I do think it 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 makes you. Interesting and funny. Yeah, I mean, you know, it's like comedy's defense mechanism. If someone's never had to defend against anything, then they're probably yeah. like. That's why it's good to be ugly too. I think you know, like when I was a kid, <laughs> I was really ugly. <laughs> Not that I'm saying I'm hot now, but I'm saying I was really ugly, and I think like that helped. Helped you feel like it helped give you some depth and some yes. perspective and some. Absolutely, I do. I think it builds character. You know, I mean, there there are these people you always can tell people who were beautiful their whole lives, right? Because they're just personality free. Yeah, you know, <laughs> it's like, and it's I and I'm good for them, but they don't need one. You know, personality free sounds like <laughs> it sounds like something on a on a product. That's a bad thing that they're trying to make sound, but like personality, personality free, free. Huh? none of that pesky. <laughs> you don't have to worry about yeah, anything. No inner you know? life. No, none. Um, no, no, I mean, at least this is what I want to think about beautiful people. I want to tell myself that they're boring, but they're probably not. They probably have their own tragedy from being beautiful. I mean, know? everyone has. Well, I do think that's. I do think to a degree there is some truth that like everyone has something. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, it, it it's. It's easy to look at people and go, man, they fucking got it all figured out. But I don't think – like, no one has any of it figured no, out at no, all. No. And, and I would imagine the beautiful people, what they do have to contend with is never knowing if people like them for them. Yeah. Is it because they don't? Right. <laughs> <laughs> Guess what? They don't. <laughs> Just so you know. <laughs> Doesn't matter. You're right. Doesn't matter what's going on. You better stay beautiful forever. That's all I got to say. Because there's another. Yeah, that is a whole other tragedy. Yeah, like people who have who have been beautiful their whole life, and you know, life, aging, whatever. But that's why it's you know that's why you know like trying to seek some type of inner life <laughs> yeah. is 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 valuable because you just you know I mean if you're lucky you're gonna get old. Yeah, like, it just happens to everyone, and you gotta, you know, you gotta be okay with it. And uh, I mean, you don't have to be. No, but then your life's gonna. Yeah, you can just be a bitter asshole. <laughs> your entire life. That option. <laughs> <laughs> and if you start getting bitter at a certain age, it just, it just the steep slide. Oh God, it's so. so oh yeah, so you easy. see that? Yeah, I don't want to do. That. I remember going to a shrink early, like in my early thirties, and I that was pr- precisely why I went. At that point, I mean, I'd been to ones earlier, but I said, I need to start figuring this out now. (laughs) I think about that now. I'm like, 30 is so young. It is, but, but, but let me tell you why it's good to remember that because... Uh, my birthday is Friday, oh. and uh, I'll be forty-seven. Oh, okay. And uh, and when I think about when I was like thirty-two, fifteen years ago, and at thirty-two I was like, oh, I think I'm think I'm getting up there. It's like no, so that makes me realize like that's why I don't stress about it now because I feel like no. No. In 15 years, you know, I'll be that much older and then I'll go, oh, 47. 47. Well, I was so also, young. Also, look at you. You're not, a, you know what I mean? Like the 47 isn't old now. 
It's not. It's so. This is what we like to tell ourselves that. Yeah, it's not. It I mean, really we, we live in California. We, you yeah, know, exactly. look at us. <laughs> <laughs> I know. It's like forty-seven now is not like Mad Men forty-seven. No, like Mad Men forty-seven was like a hundred. Yeah. by today's standards. Yeah, it's death's door. I mean, I have friends who are like in their seventies that look fifty. You know. Yeah. So it's I know all... my mom just turned seventy and she looks fifty. Yeah. 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 So it's all fine. Like it, we'll, we're good. We'll be fine. We're yeah. good. It's, it's despite you know. The seeming trash fire of the world. It's an it's an okay time to be like there are good things about living in this particular period. Yeah, we have a lot more information. Is there another period of time that you would want to live in? Do you romanticize like the Victorian era or the twenties or the fifties or the twelve hundreds? No, I, I I mean only if you're if I was going to be really wealthy and be a dude, I guess. Right, <laughs> right. Some other time. Right, um, right, right. But I think, uh, no. I mean, I like some of the outfits, yep. you know, from different periods. Um, I'm sure there were great times to be had. I would have been nice to just be able to get drunk and, you know, smoke and have sex and not worry about any of it. <laughs> Whenever that was. Before everything Sounds like the 60s. Hell. Yeah. Sounds like the 60s yeah. and the 70s. Yeah, that sounds good. Because uh, there's no fun to be had anymore. And that's f- correct. Yeah. That's right and uh, good and we're healthier. But maybe it would have been fun to be a little more unconscious. Yeah, in the 60s. I mean, if if you could go back... And do it, but know that it wasn't going to last forever because it. Because re- a lot of people that did that and just stayed in that, like they got fucked up. Like they, yeah. they, they did not. Like the time was not kind to them because they were so hard on their bodies. bodies. Yeah, but at least having that period and going like, yeah, I'll do this for. A- Maybe five years, and then yeah. after that, then it'll be clean it up. Then then maybe clean it up. Yeah, maybe we should all be able to have that. I think. Yeah, but I I was reading that. Um, I was reading that, you know, younger young people now are are le- are having less sex than they were having. Yeah. And I don't know if that's because of the prolifer- pro- proliferation of online porn or because of you know like phones. Phones or our generation was like, there's too many STDs. You need to, yeah. you know. So I, I don't know if it's fear or apathy or or if it's an evolutionary thing where humanity is like. They're like we're a good. switch flick. I'm like, yeah, I think we're just going to try to figure out <laughs> I another. I like thinking that young people aren't having a lot of sex. Because <laughs> they're not like taking advantage yes. of their youth. <laughs> Fuck those people. <laughs> How dare they be young Sorry. and get to enjoy. <laughs> you missed it. You missed it, guys. Too bad. <laughs> I like it. I like thinking that it's unsexy to be young now. Right. You oh, know? that's really funny. I haven't thought about it that way. Yeah, that it's just like, oh. These old bones at 23, like, oh, for God's sake. Yeah, no, you know? I, I, I can't imagine. No, I, I think it's probably phones. I think it's phones. Right. Because they're, you don't have to be vulnerable. I mean, like, I, I think it... I think a phone keeps you from being vulnerable. It keeps you from connecting with people, and and that's so much easier than having sex. And the people the, the people that are having sex, I mean, I've read a lot about this. And Esther Perel talks about um, Esther Perel. I don't know how to say her name properly. Sorry, but she talks about this um, with people getting really, really, really drunk and having sex, and and um, which of, of course is as old as time. <laughs> Beauty and the beast. I mean, I mean, we've all been there. Um, but she's saying how it's like it's the only way that sort of kids are having sex now because they're they're not able to like be present and and connect and um, and just how that just strikes me as really sad and um, I don't know that it's a fearful that's they're they're scared. You know? But also, I think that I think there's 
the phones also create um, geographical separation. Mm-hmm. It's like, if, you know, the more people are around each other in real life, the more apt they are to get sort of swept up with hormones. Right. But if, but if they don't have to be around each other to communicate, yeah. then they're basically just interfacing with a, a, a piece of equipment, like a device. Right. And that then they're not kind of having these kind of real human experiences and those things aren't being activated, the pheromones or whatever. Right. And so maybe it's just like we're just isolating ourselves so much that we're not setting up the conditions for people to go like, hey, wait a minute, maybe it'd be <laughs> fun to, you know, like you know, do some stuff. And so I think there's I think there's that layer of it. Like it is an emotional barrier and a physical barrier yeah, at the same right. time. Yeah, you're right. Like you don't have to go out. You could just stay home on your phone. No, there was a period of time where you lit, if you wanted to communicate with other people, you had to, like even when we had just phones, you could only talk to one person at a time. Right. Two people if you had three-way calling. Had that. <laughs> yeah. That didn't even really happen until the 80s. That, it's like then those people, they would go out. They couldn't stay on the phone with you all night. So you had to either suck it up and go out or you'd, you know, nothing would ever happen. Yeah, because your mom would pick up and be like, it's 11. You need to yeah. get off the phone. <laughs> yeah. And then you'd sneak out and have and sex with someone. jump out the window. Yeah, I used to sneak out all the time. <laughs> In Michigan? Oh, God, yeah. Oh, wow. That's, I mean, you know, it's for eight months out of the year, that's a treacherous. <laughs> oh, God. You like know you what? really earned those hookups oh, by tr- trudging through an ice planet. I did earn those hookups. Uh, <laughs> my mom and dad are devastated. Uh, no, um, but I did. Yeah, you you would sneak out. I would jump out the window, or I would go through the garage, and then and then climb down the side of the house, and I would get caught a million times, and you know, and then I just keep doing it. Yeah, well, because when you're younger, you don't really, you know, your sense of adventure is greater than your sense of consequence. Right. And so did your parents ground you or were they just like, what type of parents did you have? Oh God, they tried to ground me and they did, but then I would run away again. I once got on a train and went to California and like, just didn't come back. <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah. Like that was it? You, like you just didn't come back well, at that point? Well, yeah. I mean, my, my boyfriend had been a troublemaker and had had to leave the state. He was older. And so he left the state and moved to Pacific Beach down near San Diego and, he sent me money to, to get on a train, and so I just got on a train in the middle of the night, and I, I went to Detroit in a taxi cab. I got on the train, and I, I went to California, and I didn't tell my parents where I went. And So what's going through your mind? Because there's a lot of time to think when you're, <laughs> when you're on a train from Detroit. Well, Are you thinking, funnily like, enough, yeah. this was a good idea? Well, because I'm a maniac, I thought it was a great idea, and also I met a different guy on the train. <laughs> <laughs> I met another guy uh, who was a, a professional snowboarder, or so he said. Sure. Um, he was getting off in Denver, but he had, like, acid in his wallet. And so we dropped acid. Uh, he bought a bottle. Of, I mean, I was 16 and he was 23. Okay. And it was, you know, one of the great nights of my life. <laughs> <laughs> Wildly illegal, though, it was, giving Wildly, a 16-year-old drug. I mean, just terrible. So you met this guy on the train, yeah, and you did drugs, and I yeah. assume you hooked up. Yes. <laughs> now, when you got to California, yeah. did you just part ways and you just went to see the boyfriend? Well, I that you... dropped him off in Denver. The oh, guy. you dropped him off in Denver. Yeah. That's right. That's right. So then you had you then you okay. So then you had like another day of train to really it's yeah. just like okay, um, I'll just get ready for this. Yeah, I hope he's not listening, and you know what, he might be. <laughs> <laughs> oh no! I'm really sorry. He about didn't that. know. I mean, you know, come on. It was it was a. Yeah, I was really young. I guarantee you he had girlfriends in California that I didn't sure. know about. We sure. were all young. Everyone's, you know, it's a, it's a messy time. Uh, but yeah, so I had a good amount of time between Denver and Pacific 
beach or San Diego, wherever they drop me <laughs> off to sort of like sober up and, um, you know, and then I never thought about it ever again. That's right now. fantastic. <laughs> I mean, what a fun... I mean, you know, listen, if you... It was if, great. If that were... <laughs> listen up, kids. Listen. I'm not saying go drop acid on a train, but... When you're 16 and... <laughs> yeah. No, this is terrible. Don't do any of it. I mean, it's awful. And I'm lucky to be a lot... I mean, know, unless you want to be way. a successful actress. Yeah, I mean... Don't do it. <laughs> right, but the you know... The lesson here is... The lesson is terrible because it's, there were a lot of bad things that happened uh, after that and into, you know, many for many years. So don't get me wrong. I have I had to do a lot of, you know, getting my shit together after that. But so. you had... But you did it. You can't <laughs> change it. it. You had the experience. Yeah. And it was fun when you did it, and you didn't live the rest of your life that way. No. I mean, God, if you were no. going to do that, that was around the time you should be doing those things. Well, that was the good thing. I got it all done before 18. Yeah. All of it. And then you were just ready to focus. And then I was the most serious, boring person ever. Like, I remember I was at Juilliard. My boyfriend would beg me to just have a beer, you know, and just go out, hang out with people. And I was so serious because I had just, I'd done it all. And now I just was like, I'm doing this. Yeah. I'm going to be an actress. Did you tell him that story? Uh, about the train? Yeah. Because he was like, have a beer. Oh, I shouldn't. You're such a prude. Well, <laughs> well there was a time. No, he knew. He knew all the, all the bad stuff. Yeah. That's nice. I mean, yeah. it's kind of nice. It's nice. It's nice that you, you know, I mean, it, I think it's good to be able to share that stuff with someone and be like, you know, this was a part of my life, but then this is the part of my life. As long as he never held it over your head. Yeah. No, he never did. And I mean, I've never, I never went out with guys like that that were, you know, I mean, if they, yeah. You have a low tolerance for, for <laughs> bullshit? I, I sure do, yeah. Good. <laughs> but I mean, I, I, but that's only because I'm 43. Right. You know what I mean? I mean, I went out with a million Edwards <laughs> back in the day, you know, but, but like a jerk ones. Like you know? Turbo Edwards? Yeah, like Edward is quaint compared to the Edwards I went out with. Right, right, you know? right, right, right. But you got to do that. It's Hollywood, you know? What are you going to well, do? Well, and that's, that's, also how, that's also how you learn. You know, like you wouldn't, oh, yeah. you wouldn't, you know, you wouldn't appreciate the good relationships if you didn't have, you wouldn't appreciate the good anything if you didn't have a bad anything. Like yeah. this idea that everything has to be perfect all the time. It's like you, you know, as you, as you get old, like I hurt my knee running and on the one hand I was pissed cause it was, you know, it's like three weeks of like, oh, my knee's really stiff. But when it got better, I was like, wow, I wouldn't appreciate how good it feels normally if it didn't hurt for three weeks. I just wouldn't have known. Sort of yeah. like the people that, you know, we think are empty because they <laughs> they've, did, always they never, they've always been beautiful. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think that's the true. Like whenever I get a cold, I try to remind myself. I try it because I get hysterical when I get just the tiniest <laughs> cold. Uh, but I try to tell myself, like, you know, this is why, you know, take we take it for granted, our health. Our health is so fragile. And we have to just be appreciative. The body is a fragile <laughs> ecosystem. Yeah, for sure. And is. we have to. <laughs> are, you a, are you a generally healthy person? Yes, but I think that's for meditating because I used to get colds, all, knock on wood, I used to get colds all the time. Time, I was always just falling apart. And then, you know, over the years, the more I meditated, the less sick I would get. It's fucking stress. It's stress. Yeah. 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 It is. It's awful. It's really awful. Because, you know, I imagine, and I'm, I'm sure none of this is med medically accurate, but I imagine <laughs> you, you have a finite amount of energy in your body. And that energy can go to dealing with emotional. And it's the same energy, I think, that deals with emotional things and fights off physical Absolutely. things. And so if your body is constantly sounding the alarm and rallying the troops to deal with 
traffic or whatever yeah. dumb thing is pissing you off or work or whatever, then it's there's op- there are vulnerabilities for like other shit to to sneak in. Well, that's the same with it's the same idea as like if you eat something really hard to digest. Yeah. It's it it taxes your immune system. It's the same energy that you're talking about for stress or food or whatever. It's like you only have a certain amount of energy to fight off these things. And so I think like along the lines of (laughs) meditating and losing weight is like meditating made me eat healthier. And I get sick less because yeah. my body's not, you know, processing 400, you know, cookies or whatever. Yeah, I know. I, I, you know, I'm at the point in my life where if I'm going to have to have, a, if I'm going to have a cheeseburger, I have to put it on the calendar and plan for it. Like, because <laughs> I probably yeah. am not going to go out that, like, I'll probably have to go home yeah. and just like, shut it down. Yeah, exactly. Oh, it's so good though. <laughs> it's like, if I can have Mexican, it's like, just know that we're not doing anything else. That's it. There's that's that's no, what we're doing. Yeah. Nothing fun. That's the job. That's the job that night. <laughs> yeah. well, we were just in new york for a week and uh and every night was like you know amazing italian food and burgers and pizza and just whatever and i knew like well when i get back you know like i gotta get i'll get back and it's not it's not even for like because i need to stay trim it's just more Mm. like i got back and i could just feel it in my i could just feel it in my system the grease and the blah and uh you know and it really does i think sometimes people do overlook that they don't realize that what they put in their bodies does really affect their mood and their state of mind. Oh and if God. you're eating a lot of shit, you're probably going to feel emotionally shitty. Oh my God. Yeah. I mean that I had a boyfriend who used to be like, you can't eat that shit because you go crazy. <laughs> <laughs> and I would, cause I would just eat bags of Swedish fish, Yep. you know, just, just straight sugar. Yep. And, and then I would, I would turn into a psychopath. <laughs> He was right. <laughs> Goddamn Swedish fish. Yeah, I mean, it was like you know, it would be like breakup material. They're so good. They're so good going in. Oh god, they're so good. But it just does make you. I mean, I, and even now, my boyfriend, it's like if I eat Swedish fish, he's like, oh god. Oh, here she's we go. Crying in like forty-five <laughs> minutes. <laughs> but you know what? The good news is, at least you know that. Yes. At least you know because I think you know not all emotions are created the same, and so sometimes you can think. If you're having like an emotional moment and then, of course, you start trying to tackle all of your life problems like, oh, I'm not doing that. And at least if you have the presence of mind to go like, oh, no, I just had too much sugar. This is just a physiological response. I'll be fine tomorrow. Right. It'll pass. Yeah. Like That's the one thing good about getting older is, you know, you can you know that stuff. Yeah. Yeah. You know, you, you're, you are wise enough to know that however you feel in a moment is not your default setting for the rest of your life. Yeah. So what do you, are you going to just kind of power down for the holidays? Are you going to go anywhere? Are you going to take a vacation? Uh, well, my family is arriving today for this holiday. Okay. For Thanksgiving. So I'm going to meditate extra. <laughs> uh. <laughs> Excuse yourself from Thanksgiving dinner. I just need yes, 20 minutes. I'm going to take 20 minutes. I'll be right and back. I'll be right back. Um, <laughs> You know, uh, and then I don't know. I I need some ideas because I want to go somewhere warm over the Christmas, Hanukkah, New Year's period. Um, but it's a little late in the game, I think, to to plan. So I don't know. We'll, we'll figure something out. My boyfriend and I want to do something. So I mean, uh, how cold? You know, Coronado's always nice down in down oh. in San Diego. That Coronado Hotel is great. It is great. I've shot there a million years ago. It's so beautiful. It's really beautiful. It's just that just that tiny little nub of an island, but you're also yeah. across the that bridge if you want. That beach is insane. It's insane. Yeah. 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 I mean, it is a gorgeous, probably super haunted hotel. I also which... think there's a lot of sharks there. Yep. Yeah, probably. <laughs> 
You don't seem as concerned about well, that as I Well, I mean, am. you know, it's fine. I'm sure it's fine. I've never seen a shark in San Diego. Okay. Well, I haven't either. That doesn't mean they're not there. No, I think it. I think it's safe to... I feel like it's too crowded. Like, I don't know. I've, ne- I've never heard of a shark attack. Have you heard of a shark attack in San Diego? Yeah. Oh, you have? <laughs> yeah, there have been. Yeah. Yeah. There oh, my are. God. This is <laughs> changing my entire worldview. shark attacks California. <laughs> it's like number one. <laughs> oh, shit. I had no I idea. I mean, it is. It's Hawaii, Florida, and then California. There was just one in September. <laughs> oh, Jesus Was it Christ. in like San Onofre or in something? Encinitas. Or Encinitas? Yeah. yeah. All right. They're everywhere. They're everywhere. But uh, honestly, it's to me. so dumb. They're not in Michigan. No, they're not in Michigan. But they're also, you're more likely, that thing's more likely to like come alive and yeah. <laughs> crap on your head yeah. than... Uh, what am I talking about? You know, it's mo- but you're saying because I, <laughs> I on my wall I have that's an oscillated turkey. It's a old what's taxidermy. oscillated mean? It's just Taxidermy. the type of turkey okay. it is. So it's like a, it's a turkey that looks like a peacock, basically. Wow, it's it's a very colorful turkey. Yeah. Um, I think the thing that's insulting to me about sh- about a shark attack mm-hmm. is that when people go, you know, they don't like the taste of human meat. So it's like, are you just going to fucking wreck my life? <laughs> You're not even going to bother to enjoy it, you asshole. <laughs> like, at least eat right, it. Right. Like, don't Savor don't it. fucking chomp on my leg and then spit it out. Just a fucking... You it's might an as- accident. That's yeah. the thing. It's an a- If they bite you, it's usually an accident. Right. They can't see it. That's why they say, like, if the water's murky or after a storm, don't swim because that, that if they, they'll make a mistake and eat you. <laughs> make a mistake. <laughs> Oops. Oops. Sorry. I'm really sorry. <laughs> I thought you were a seal. Yeah. I don't know why he has that voice. <laughs> that makes sharks sound much more endearing. <laughs> oh, your leg. Oh, <laughs> oh it's terrible. Sorry. I'm so sorry. Oh, my God. But it's true. And they only, before Jaws, you know, they, they wouldn't call it a shark attack. They called it a shark accident. Oh, okay. You know, I mean, Jaws ruined it for everyone. This Jaws really did ruin it for everyone. It really did. You, did you watch? Did you like Jaws? I love Jaws. <laughs> that, I mean... Robert Shaw oh, in that movie. Ugh. I mean, you know, like there's a, there's a lot of different... When Roy Scheider and uh, Richard Dreyfuss and Robert Shaw are on the boat, they have three completely different energies going on. Yeah. But, but Robert Shaw is like... He is the fulcrum of that whole fucking journey. And it's... It just makes you wonder like where... How, like how does that how does acting like that happen how does it is he just super comfortable with himself has he been through a shark attack like what the fuck happened in that guy's life that just that made that speech so compelling i know i'm probably a lot i would think a lot happened in his life would you want would you do you welcome kind of the that kind of stuff like like sort of not sh- well i guess kind of like shitty things to happen because you know they're going to force you to grow or are you more of like a you know whatever happens happens type of person mm, i think i already got my shitty stuff and i'm good you're good now <laughs> yeah like i i already did went through so many things when i was younger and um and i you know but i think we're guaranteed that shitty things will happen at some point right yeah so um I just kind of, I, I don't welcome it. I, I think there are some actors that really love like drama, right? You know, um, and I feel like I've li- I already live there in a way. Like my inner life is, for whatever reason, I was born that way, and things happen. And but I, so now I'm just like, let's be, let's just all be happy. Well, I'm so curious what happened that prevented you from staying in that place. Like, cause not everyone sort of has that awakening where they're like, oh, that's all bad, and I want to focus and you know, try to take control of this. I'm really lucky. I think I, I, a big part of it because I don't, I don't really know. I mean, my, when I was in high school, I got, I was like involuntarily committed 
uh, into a mental hospital. And it was, it was a, it was not, I was not crazy. (laughs) Oh no. Yeah. And so I think like something in that experience just, I've never been the same. And so something in that, um, because I wasn't behaving or whatever, running away to California, right? you know, getting high, doing, being bad, um, and and that was sort of the only sort of answer that my parents could could come up with, and so it it, it just changed me forever. And I think like it made me realize I just I wanna I wanna live and I wanna survive and be happy and and I wanted to act. And I think because I wanted to act so bad, it was the thing that that made everything possible. And do so as awful as it sounds like it was, do you uh, like weirdly appreciate that it happened because it changed your life? I've never thought about it like that. I mean, when when you when you put it like that, I I do because I I do feel like it cracked me open so so horribly that I think it forced me to again, it's one of those things that makes you really strong, you know, they say if it doesn't kill you or whatever. So I think in that sense, yeah, it, it also has made me very brave and um things that it just, it also just, it just, it changed. Yeah. I guess the answer is yes. <laughs> wow. That's, that's really incredible. I mean, yeah. did they, and when they, I mean, you don't want to talk about this if you don't feel like it, but what they brought you in and they just said, well, you're here now. I mean, did you had any concept of like, you know, this is going to be like a week or a month or no, I mean, weeks? that was, it was, it was actually Thanksgiving many years ago. I was in high school and my mom said, we're going to go to breakfast and my sisters were in the car and, and I thought, this is weird. We would never go to breakfast and Thanksgiving and, you know, in Pontiac. And then we pulled up to this hospital and she said, you know, you can either get out or I can have them bring you in. And I was completely in shock. And so I had no idea. And it was like a month. Oh my God. Yeah. And then did you, was it the kind of thing where they were like, well, we're going to monitor your behavior and as long as you're good, we'll let you out or? Kind of, yeah. And I think that was also what made my, part of why I became an actress was that it was like for me, one of the big acting uh experiences of my life because I had to convince them that I wasn't crazy. Right. (laughs) So I, you know, so that's why I think when I act now unconsciously, I, it it feels very life or death to me whenever they say like action, it's like, if you are, if you don't convince someone you're, you're going to die is sort of what happens in my brain. So I think it's all tied to that. Wow, what a fucked up learning experience. <laughs> yeah. Is your mom coming crazy. out for Thanksgiving? Yeah. <laughs> when she gets here, you should say, we're going to go to breakfast. <laughs> oh my God, I love you so much. I love you. <laughs> because like, obviously I still hold a little bit of a grudge. Well, how could you not? Um, yeah. I mean, and I love her and my mom. I know she was, you know, was born of her own limitations and, you know, no parent wants to do that. Right. Obviously. Um, but it sucked. So, yeah. If <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that's odd. Why would we go to breakfast? It'll be fun. <laughs> so. Here today. So, hey, um, we've got a special breakfast planned for you. Uh, come on. <laughs> You're going to have two choices. <laughs> oh, my God. She would really be amazing. I mean, look, you never know. You don't. You don't know what's going to happen. You, never know. you just don't know what's going to happen. Behave yourself. <laughs> well, I don't feel like there's anything wrong with me. Interesting. Hmm. hmm. You know, it's hard to get someone committed, but. <laughs> <laughs>
it's not that hard. <laughs> How old are you now? 70? I'll probably swing this. Yeah, I think you're, you're good. You probably, uh, yeah. yeah. Oh, I don't know. She's, you know, starting to get to that age, you know. <laughs> yeah, I think she hasn't been the same. This is so sinister. Good thing she doesn't know how to turn on a podcast. <laughs> I know. Because <laughs> I'd be in deep shit. Note to self, don't wring hands yes. in front of... Doctor, why are you no. wringing your hand? Yeah. Oh, nothing, why? nothing, why? Uh, nothing. Exactly. It's all fine. It's all I'm fine. In the corner like this at Thanksgiving. The important thing is I'm completely healed now. <laughs> yes, I'm totally not crazy. I'm, now I'm whole. Now I've, <laughs> now I've become whole. Yeah. Well, I think it's great that I mean, you know, it. You you were able to take this really horrible thing, and and do something positive with it, which is all we can ever do in life. That's literally all we can ever do in life. That's the best you can hope in life. Yeah, I got really lucky. I mean, I I think I got really lucky because people have it so much worse and things that aren't survivable, you know, like things that are just you can't ever unlock or undo. And so, you know, I got the perfect amount of of that. I hope, I really sincerely hope that you are able to have the perspective on yourself to see that, no matter what happens, no matter what jobs you get, no matter what you do from here on out, that you are, are already tremendously successful, <laughs> tremendously successful. Just because, you know, you talk about, you know, being 43 and seeing other actresses auditioning for the same stuff and going, hey, we hung in there, we did it. But when you see like everything that you had to go through to even get to that point, that's incredible. Like nothing nothing can hurt you <laughs> that's in, that's that's a great place to be that is a good that's a really great and i do think there is some part of me that thinks that like i can be on set and you can someone could be fucking with me or or whatever like something horrible happens or we're losing light and it's all gone to hell and there is some part of me that has that voice that's like you can do this yeah because you could do that yeah you know so but thank you for saying that because you know you lose track you you lose perspective in this game you know where you feel like a you know like a failure all the time or you know it's 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 hard it's you know it's it's a mirage though like it's a failure mirage and i think again if you can sort of see through it and just go like well you know here i am i pretty much i've gotten to this point you know it's like i don't really have to do anything i don't want to do i can do things that i choose to do you know like that that's really no matter how big the jobs are, no matter how much money you make, it's like I think the most success you can ever hope for is just like, am I, do I get to do what I want to do? Do I not yeah. have to do stuff I don't want to do to survive? Yeah, okay, I'm good. You know, like, I, then, like, what else, what the fuck else could anyone possibly need? Yeah, I mean, especially to do what we, I mean, we're so lucky. Yes. If you get to do this and, and the thing that I dreamed of doing my whole life, you know? And it's actually happened. Yeah. So what's, what is next? Like, what's, what does next year look like for you? Do you have any idea yet? <laughs> I don't know because we don't know what's happening. Uh, we don't know yet what's happening with this second season, what that yeah. means, if it's hasn't even been picked up. Right. Um, I don't know what's going to happen. So I, I don't know. I mean, I I want to be able to keep like what you said, just do 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 good work and get to do it with nice people. So what are you particularly happy about right now in your life? Like, and it doesn't, you know, it can be anything. This would be work. It can just be like, I just like looking at piglets on Instagram. <laughs> my friend. <laughs> so sick. I, my friend just loves, like, I have a friend and he just loves looking at, at mini pigs on Instagram because mm. they just delight him. Mm. And, uh, you know, like, that's his weird little joy in life. Yeah. I don't think it's a fetish. It uh, sounds fetishistic. <laughs> <laughs> but it doesn't have to be. 
No, it doesn't. It doesn't necessarily have to be. Who jerked off on the bacon again? I mean, come on, guys. Come what on, are we guys. doing here? What is happening? Everything's sick if you do it too much. You know what I mean? <laughs> if you do it once, it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> One time, it's a you, you know, know you're just you're, an aberration. <laughs> <laughs> then it's not. It's not a fetish yet. Yeah. Is your do you have comedy training? Like, is your background? Did you um, focus on comedy? No, I mean, I we, you know at school we did comedy. We yeah. did, but um, but no, and I I've got to do it a little bit in this show called Easy that yeah. I do. Um, but people think I'm so serious. You know, they just see this face and they just think sad thoughts, you know? No. No. I, I think it seems to me that you have a delightfully fucked up sense of humor. Thank you. Well, I do. I appreciate that because that's what my friends, people who know me, my family, that's how they see me. They never see me as the sad person on TV. Right. You know, I like to laugh. I don't, in fact, that's my one like prejudice is people that aren't funny. Right. I, I just can't do it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, it's not their fault. They were beautiful in high school. Yeah, you're and... gorgeous, but you got to leave me alone. <laughs> <laughs> no, well, you, and that's when you, when you start to get older, you get to choose what you populate your, like who and what you populate your life with. Yeah. Do you, did you do like a friend purge? Do you, did you ever, ever had to go through like the friend purges like every 10 years or so where you're like, I don't know if this, I think yeah. our values are kind of. I think it happens organically, you know, especially when you're always going away on location. Right. It kind of, you don't have to have such a formal breakup uh, or purge. But yeah, I also don't have a ton of friends. So it's, I, I keep a, I, I keep a real small group because I can't uh, handle it. I'm not able to, so I'm kind of anti um not antisocial, but I'm. I get social anxiety, so sure. I can only handle so many interactions a week. You know. Yeah, yeah. I, that's interesting that you feel like you get social anxiety. So, like, is it like in a party situation or just like around a group of people? Oh God, it's just walking down the street. I mean, I. It's that's what meditating has helped. I used to not leave the house, and I had a boyfriend that was like, "You need to start meditating, uh, so we could go to a dinner party." Right. Because I would melt down on the way to it, and now I go out. I go to dinner parties. I go to friends' houses and coffees and do things. But yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. You've overcome a lot bigger things than going to a, <laughs> a restaurant. Yeah, but it, I also I'm just hearing this and I sound like a I sound like oh god I hate those actors that are like I'm so sensitive. No, but you I know can't what? Can't do it. But that's but the reason that that the reason that that's kind of a consistent thing is that sensitivity is what allows you to observe and absorb the world to sort of re to tell stories and re-express those things and kind of embody other you know. But it's still sense. You're still sensitive. You're still emotionally sensitive. Yeah. So the you know the good part is that you can you notice things and you can be empathic. And then of course the downside is, is that you know we're horribly sensitive because it's just like yeah the emotions. It's are the all same. Up and down. Yeah. It's not like you can just turn that off when you go to someone's house for for dinner or a, or a party or something. And I I'm always I I admire those actors that that are able to just sort of do both because <clears throat> I'm better at just. Being on, you know, I'm better at just doing the acting thing. I'm not as good at, at then showing up and being sort of fabulous, you know? <laughs> well, I'm very happy for you. I'm so happy that the, things are going well Thank and you're, you. you seem like you're in a good, solid place. Thank you. I feel like I am, and it's, it's nice. And I hope there is a season two of Hill House. <laughs> I, do. Uh, I do too. I don't know what, what how, I, I gotta watch it at some point. You really um, should. Like, it, it just because I think. It's, I mean, there, you know, there are some things that you probably work on where you, if you watch it, you went like, yeah, that's pretty much what I envisioned. But just 
the colors and the tones and the the scope of it and everything like that element of the storytelling that you probably that you definitely wouldn't have seen like being in it yeah it's it's a really fun it's really fun to watch and really beautiful wow thank you i'm so glad you guys liked it and yeah well we watch every and we're very we're pretty judgy with like i wouldn't even really i mean it it's it's like it is horror, but it's not like it's so much more. It's not just it's not just horror or ghosts for horror's sake. There's yeah. really it's attached to something so much deeper than any of that. That's what I loved about it. I mean, that's why I really wanted to do it because I just lo- I love watching families just be fucked up, <laughs> go crazy. <laughs> I wonder why. Well, and you also get the storytelling is like you know everyone kind of gets an episode, so you get yeah. you get to see what everyone's complexities are and why they're the way that they are and then you see them all together and then you you so you understand their dynamics so much more yeah because of how because you go so deep into each character and yeah yeah and ultimately it's a story about like everyone's just trying to do their best (laughs) yeah i know and that's really you know i hate the word relatable but it is yeah whether it's ghosts in your house Or whether your parents committed you. Everyone has shit to fucking... Right? Oh, God. I mean, come on. Happy Thanksgiving. (laughs) Going to breakfast. Anyway, as we... As we as we wrap this up, you're you're going to be spending time with your family. So let's remember what's important. Let's remember to be thankful for what's really. But important. really, though, yeah, I, you have said that before on here, and I think that's nice. Well, I, I I'm glad, and I, and it was so nice of you to come do the podcast, and it's a, I, I really really am excited to see what like what stuff you do because now I'm invested in you. Oh. Now I'm personally invested in you, and when I see you and stuff, I'm like. She's fucking awesome. And I want her to I want her to do well. Wow, thank you. That means a lot to me. Absolutely. Like, please, you know, when you're promoting stuff next year, come back on. I will. Let, let's check in. Uh, I love that. You know, and honestly, if you if if you need if you want to talk about meditation, drop me an email sometime, and you know, like anytime, cool. anytime. Yeah, I gotta go do that now before my mom gets here. <laughs> <laughs> Even if you just have to pull the car over for yeah, twenty minutes. Yeah, I've done that. Oh, you have. Oh, I've pulled over. Yeah. Just and and you notice a dramatic difference when you pull back into traffic. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It for anyone, by the way, who's because I've been talking a lot about TM lately. Uh, just if you're interested, just go to davidlynchfoundation.org and just get some. You know, just that's just poke who around. taught me. Yeah, it was oh, from you that. did. Yeah, I. You know, they were they were talking about like why they said because they they said well how did you discover it and what did you think about it before and i said honestly i said i think i think you have a branding problem because the name transcendental meditation sounds hippy dippy mm-hmm. and some and it just sounds like more than what it actually transcendental it's that yeah, word yeah it just it almost sounds like so are we get putting on robes and going, going into to, outer space? Yeah, going yeah. outer space. And like, no, 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 no. It's just like, you know. <laughs> That's what I wanted it to be. <laughs> you want it to be. Uh, and then it just turns out it's just a really great tool for personal development. Fuck, whatever. Weight loss. Yeah. <laughs> but it, 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 really is, it really is just about quieting and decluttering your, your brain, which, you know, people forget is so important in, the, in a day. Your body, it's like you, you, you log all that shit yeah. in your body and you got to clean it out. So, uh, thank you for being here, Elizabeth. And, uh, yeah, well, I guess we'll ha- happy holidays. Hope you have a great rest of 2018. Thank you. You too. The end. <laughs> 
ID 10 T scanning complete. Enjoy your burrito. It's all a lighthearted nightmare on our podcast, Morbid. We're your hosts. I'm Alina Urquhart. And I'm Ash Kelly. And our show is part true crime, part spooky, and part comedy. The stories we cover are well-researched. He claimed and confessed to officially killing up to 28 people. With a touch of humor. I'd just like to go ahead and say that if there's no band called Malevolent Deity, that is pretty great. A dash of sarcasm and just garnished a bit with a little bit of cursing. This motherfucker lied like a liar like a liar and if you're a weirdo like us and love to cozy up to a creepy tale of the paranormal or you love to hop in the way back machine and dissect the details of some of history's most notorious crimes you should tune in to our podcast morbid follow morbid on the wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts you can listen to episodes early and ad free by joining wondery plus and the wondery app or on apple podcasts